Misfits Audio welcomes you to Strange Stories, an audio anthology series of odd and unusual tales that can take place anywhere and anywhen. Sit back, open your ears, be comfortable, and let your imagination take flight. Remember, it's only as real as your mind makes it. Just a minute. I'm coming. May I help you, young man? Are you Mrs. Audrey Adams? I am. My name is Smith. I'd like a chance to speak with you for a moment. Concerning what? I have a unique item to show you. Oh, you're a salesman. I'm afraid I don't have any spare funds, Mr. Smith, being on a fixed income. I'm sure that you'll want the item I have to show you. I don't purchase trinkets from door-to-door salesmen. This item is hardly a trinket, dear lady. It is, I feel certain, something you'll be very glad to have. But... It won't cost you anything. It, it won't? Not one red cent. How can a salesman... If I might come in, ma'am, what I have for you is in this valise. It looks rather... Small. You will find that it is just the right size. It won't take but a few minutes of your time to show you this item. I don't see how you can make any money by not charging customers. Aren't you the least bit curious what is in this valise? Of course I am. If you'd rather I leave... No, no. Come in, Mr. Smith. Thank you. Well, what do you have to show me? A calendar. You sell calendars door to door? I deal in calendars. It's one of the many things I do. <laughs> you, you do realize that it's March? I do. Anyone who needed a calendar would certainly have one by now. <laughs> do you already have your calendar? I do. It's up in my kitchen, like always. May I see it? <laughs> you want to see my calendar? Please, if I may. Very well. Follow me. It's right there, by the wall phone. It's very nice. Very nice indeed. It's from my oil company. They send me one every December. May I remove the thumbtack and have a closer look? As long as you put it back. <laughs> With my arthritis. Not to worry. What lovely photos. The Lincoln Memorial, the White House, Niagara Falls. May I ask what you're getting at? Let me show you the calendar I have for you. Here you are. Uh, thank you. It too has lovely photos, as you can plainly... Mr. Smith? Yes? This calendar? It's from 1966. I know. It's yours if you want it. Why would I want a calendar that's more than 40 years old? 
It's a very special calendar. Special. It's paper, ink, pictures, and a couple of staples. Mrs. Adams, calendars are much more than that. They are a record of our past. How are they that? Don't you write reminders in the blocks for each day? A doctor's appointment here, so-and-so's birthday there? Of course. Doesn't everyone? Then a calendar is hardly mere paper and staples. At the end of the year, it is a record of the past 365 days. 366 in a leap year. I suppose you could look at it that way. Do you remember 1966? Certainly. You were living here. You and your late husband, Arthur. Uh, how, How could you possibly... Your children were growing up. Aaron was engaged to that nice young man. Uh, Timothy was his name. Wade was in... Mr. Smith, I think you had better leave. In a moment, in a moment. I told you this calendar is special. Let me show you what it can do. I want you to leave. A test drive, so to speak. I thumbtack my calendar to the wall, right where the calendar from your oil company was. There. What's, What's going on here? My my kitchen. It's it's changing. Before your very eyes. I haven't had that stove in years. Or that wallpaper or, or table. Oh dear God. It's, it's It's your husband Arthur, as he was in 1966. So vital, so strong, so healthy. That's me at the stove. It's you, 40 years younger. You're making pancakes. Arthur loved your pancakes. But no one is moving. I know. Interesting, isn't it? Everything is laid out in front of you like a tableau frozen in time. A snapshot. A freeze frame. What are you doing? What black magic is this? I? I am doing nothing. It's the calendar. I told you it was special. You can see it on the wall in the freeze frame before you. I I don't... Mrs. Adams, the image you see before you is from 1966. To be exact, New Year's Day. You, more than 40 years younger, are cooking pancakes for your husband. Soon your children will smell the aroma and come downstairs for their share. You can become a part of that picture. Impossible. You can take place of the stationary, Mrs. Adams, and everyone will begin to move. Think of it. It will be January 1st, 1966, and all of your family will be together again in this kitchen. How can you... Imagine it. Your husband alive and in love with you. Your children 40 years younger and not scattered all over the country as they are today, with grandchildren you so rarely see. Your health will be restored to the vibrant level it was in 1966. No pains from arthritis. No need to take the pills you take every morning. No need to constantly monitor your blood sugar. It's not possible. It is. How long would my visit to the past last? I can offer you 365 days, all of 1966. How much did you say you want for this? Not a cent. You wouldn't give this up free of charge, Mr. Smith. 
You must want something. Oh, Mrs. Adams, I think you know what I want. Since it is not polite to speak of a lady's age, we will simply say that Audrey Adams is a senior citizen. Her husband died several years ago. Her children have moved out of state, gotten married, and had their own children, who Audrey rarely sees because of her advancing years and the miles between their homes. Through the auspices of a remarkable calendar, she has been given the chance to relive a year of her life in the company of those she loves. The price? If Mr. Smith is who I think he is, I believe I know what he wants from Audrey. We'll be right back with Old Year's Day. Tempting, isn't it? It certainly is. Think of the opportunity. I am thinking about it. Believe me. It is a limited time offer. I guarantee it. What's your real name, Mr. Smith? I'm currently going by Smith. I've always thought of you as Satan. Guilty as charged, but then what's in a name? What are you doing in my home? Making you this once-in-a-lifetime offer. Why me? You must know that I'm a good church-going woman. I do. I go to Mass every Sunday. You are telling me nothing I do not already know about you from my research. <laughs> then why do you want my soul? Since when does the devil need to go looking for souls? I read the newspapers and watch TV with all the evil in the world. Don't enough people come to you anyway? <sighs> all too many. I don't fit the usual description of someone you'd expect to find in hell. That is precisely the reason I'm here. What do you mean? Well, I may as well tell you. It's becoming very unpleasant down in Hades. It was pleasant once? It was bearable. My word was law, and everyone knew his or her place. Lately, some of my more uppity subjects, souls like Hitler, Mussolini, Stalin, and Hussein, have started to think that they're more evil than I am. Can you believe it? Blasphemy. Precisely. They seem to have forgotten how I got to where I am today. What I gave up. You mean... The revolt you led in heaven? Exactly. I see you've read about it. I was being professionally evil long before any of these newcomers was even a glint in his father's eye. How dare they think they can surpass me? The very idea! So, why do you want my soul? I was thinking that if I could get a sweet soul like yours down in the bowels, my would-be challengers might wonder if I was starting to change the entrance requirements. They would know that, aside from your one transgression of striking a deal with me, you would not belong there. It might make them wonder what was going on. It would also be difficult for them to be so conniving and evil in front of someone so motherly. Do you understand me? I do. Your presence might be just what I need to restore order. I'm telling you, Mrs. Adams, I've come very close to banishing the lot of them, just like I was thrown out of heaven. 
Hell would be a better place if they started their own hell. <laughs> Two hells. They'll have to find another name for it. So, do you accept my offer? Mm, not as it stands, no. Come again? Mr. Smith. One thing is very clear to me from what you've said. What's that? You need me. In a manner of speaking. Manner of speaking, my eye. You're counting on my condemned soul saving your devilish butt. You have a way with words. I know you're trying to rip me off. How? I've made you a legitimate offer. A year in the past. Only a year. And then an eternity in hell with you. Time passes very quickly down below. You'll see, a year is as a day. Then you won't mind giving me more time in the past. But Mrs... If a year truly is as a day, what difference will it make? <laughs> Using my own words against me. Very clever. I thought you'd appreciate that. How much time are you thinking about? Ten years. Ten years? It will pass quickly. You said so yourself. But the calendar is only good for one year in the past. You can get more, can't you? I suppose. I can offer you five years. Nine. Six. Eight. Seven. Hmm. Seven. Do you like seven? It's a lucky number, isn't it? You'll need seven calendars. If seven years is agreeable to you, I'll get seven calendars. They will appear on your kitchen wall every new year. Okay. Seven years in the past. Wonderful. If you'll... Uh, one moment. That was only part of the deal. <sighs> Dear lady, your bargaining is becoming annoying. If you'd rather leave and go back to your power struggle... No, no, continue. How will my seven years end? I will come back to the past seven years from when you started your stay there, New Year's Day 1973. The scene will freeze, like you see before you, for everyone but the two of us. You and I will return to the present, where you will die, painlessly, a heart attack, I suppose. Then your soul will be mine for services rendered. I see. Is it acceptable? Just... One more thing. What now? If I do want to do this, would I remember anything past 1966? No, because nothing beyond 1966 would have happened yet. The year 2011 would be the stuff of science fiction. I'm sorry, but that won't do. I want to be able to remember everything from before I went back in time. Impossible. Why? It's very complicated. It has to do with dimensions and time and space, uh, chaos theory, and, and other things with very long scientific names. If that's not part of the deal, then there is no deal. Arthur's soul is, no doubt, in heaven. I'm not giving up an afterlife with him unless I get to keep my memories of him. I'll have to look into how to pull that off. You do that. You satisfy those conditions, and I'll seriously think about your offer. Wonderful. Will there be a contract to sign? 
<laughs> of course there will be. Don't worry, though. Where I'm from, I'll have no trouble finding an attorney. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to see about that memory clause. Where'd he go? Mr. Smith? Oh, well. I'd better get around to cleaning the... And I'm back. Here is the contract. So soon. I told you that I'd have no trouble finding a lawyer. We worked out the memory clause. You'll be able to remember everything that has happened throughout your life. There will be no blackouts. Very good. So, do you accept? Oh, I'm not sure. I haven't read the contract yet. You want to read it? Of course I do. Arthur taught me some time ago never to sign my name to anything I haven't read. But I need to get this deal closed. I'm sure you do. Don't you trust me? <laughs> no. Why not? Oh, I've read enough stories about people making deals with you and then getting taken in the end. Fiction. All lies. I am a man of honor. Is that why God threw you out of heaven? You wound me, Mrs. Adams. How much time will you need to read the contract? Let me see. Oh, it's not terribly long. I'll need a day. A whole day? Do you have a problem with that? Well, I... You can always present this deal to someone else. Even though you need me down below. However, that would cost you valuable time, wouldn't it? Very well. You may have your day. Thank you. Remember what you've seen today. I'll be back at this time tomorrow. I'll be here. Ugh. He certainly does leave a burning smell in the air. I'd better get the Lysol. I'm back. So I see. And smell. I'm sorry. The sulfur smell kind of goes along with the territory. You'll get used to it. I suppose so. Have you read the contract? Every word. Is anything not to your liking? It all seems to be laid out as we agreed. Good. Then dare I say that you are ready to sign on the dotted line? God save me, I am. Excellent. And here again is your 1966 kitchen. Do I need to sign in blood? Oh, no, that's so old school. We've matured since then. Here, a red pen. If you would write your full name on the blank line on the last page. Here? Yes. Done. Thank you, Mrs. Adams. Everything is legal now. Enjoy your time in the past. What do I have to do? Simply walk into the freeze frame before you. Now that you've signed the contract, it will yield to you. The Mrs. Adams in the picture will vanish, and you will take her place. That's all? Yes, I try to keep things simple. I'll see you in seven years. Thank <laughs> you.
Those smell really good, sweetie. Uh, what? Who? Easy, darling. You'll burn yourself. Arthur. Well, of course it's me. Who else did you expect to see at the kitchen table so early in the morning? Oh, Arthur. What is he? Mm. Mm. Well, what was that for? I missed you. I haven't seen you in a long time. I saw you last night, when we toasted in the new year. Yes, but I haven't seen you all year. Well, I've never been one to turn down a smooch. Lay another one on me. Mm. Yuck! Could you cut out that mushy stuff until after I've eaten? Good morning, dear. Morning, Mom. Morning, Dad. Does it bother you that your mother and I love each other? Of course not. But in the kitchen? Come on! Honey, your pancakes. Oh, dear. Whew. Just in time. Where's your sister, Wade? Aaron's in the bathroom, as usual. I'm telling you, Dad, it's getting so a man can't even pee. Can we get a second bathroom for just us guys? That way, we men wouldn't have to deal with those nylons hanging over the shower rod. I'll have a talk with her. There are only four people in this house. We should be able to get by with one bathroom. Here's the first batch of pancakes. There's more batter if anyone wants seconds. enough, we begin the awarding of the diplomas with Wade Adams, the class president. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride. Five, four, three... Two, one, Happy New Year! Isn't she beautiful, Mom? Say hello to your grandmother, Patricia. I can't believe I got accepted! Central is the best college in the whole world. I even got a football scholarship. Life is good. I baptize you, Patricia and McNulty, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy. Mom, right before my eyes. She'll be walking soon.
That's it. All of Patty's Christmas presents are wrapped. Thanks for the help. You're welcome. Will you look at all these? You spoiler. Me? Okay, we spoiler. That's more like it. I'm glad that Tim and Aaron are driving down here for Christmas rather than flying. Why is that? They'll need the car's trunk for all these gifts. <laughs> You're right there, pretty lady. Wade is all set with his flight? I spoke with him yesterday. He's had his ticket for weeks. Don't worry, love. The whole family will be here for Christmas. I can hardly wait. So, what's next? The mantelpiece? The house lights? How about a nice cup of tea? Tea? We've been wrapping dolls and games for two hours. I need a break. <sighs> I suppose you're right. But not for too long. The Drakes are expecting us by seven o'clock. Do we have any cookies to go with the tea? <laughs> I'm sure I can scare something up. Come with me. Arthur? I said come with me. Arthur? Are you all right? Arthur? Honey, what's wrong? He can't hear you, Mrs. Adams. I have frozen this moment in time. You. So nice to be remembered. You did this. I trust you are enjoying your stay in the past? I had almost forgotten about you. My seven years aren't over yet. They are not, don't worry. I'll reimburse you for these lost moments. I simply wanted to remind you that your time is nearly at hand and that you might wish to start putting your affairs in order. Thanks for letting me know. On January 1st, I will return to collect you and bring you back to the present. Until then, enjoy your holidays. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. Good, I could use a little snack. Arthur, I need to talk with you. About what? I'm afraid that I've done something very foolish. You? You're the smartest woman I know. <laughs> That's why you agreed to marry me. This is no laughing matter. Oh, I'm sorry. What's wrong? Something I did seven years ago is about to come back to haunt me. It seemed like a good idea at the time, but now... What did you do? I... well, I... made a deal with... with the devil. The devil? Yes. Are we talking about the guy with the red suit, the horns, and the pitchfork? He didn't look like that at all. He was a young door-to-door -door salesman, actually. Uh-huh. You don't believe me. Uh, did I say that? I can tell by the tone of your voice, Arthur Adams. I've known you long enough. Go on. What was this deal for? For seven years in the past. How far in the past? Now. I don't understand. The devil came to me in the year 2011 and offered me the chance for seven years in the past with you and the kids. I can guess what he wanted in return. You'd be right. So you're saying that your seven years are almost up? Yes. They end on New Year's Day. <sighs> How could you have agreed to such a thing? 
I don't know. You have no idea what it's like for me in 2011, Arthur. Didn't I talk you out of it? Um, no. Why not? Because you're dead, then. I see. And the kids? They're both married with kids. I barely see them or our grandchildren anymore. They live so far away. I... I was very lonely. And the idea of spending seven wonderful years with you and them was irresistible. But at such a price. You're mad at me. No, I'm not. In a similar situation, feeling the same way you did, I don't know what I might have done. What are we going to do? I can't leave you and the kids. I'm so much happier now than I was in 2011. I suppose you signed a contract with old Scratch? Yes. I'll have to think about what to do. I'm I'm not sure. But you'll help me? Well, of course I will. Why don't you go upstairs and get ready? We need to leave for the Drakes before long, and you know how Pam Drake is if we're even a little bit late. I can't concentrate on playing cards now. Not with this hanging over my head. Playing cards might be just what we need to clear our minds and help us find a solution to this problem. Okay. If you think so, it's worth a try. Go get ready. Oh, I'll need the bathroom after you. Here's where I start helping you, dear. Hello? This is Arthur Adams. May I speak with Dr. Robbins, please? Yes, I'll hold. Mark, it's Arthur. I need your help. I'm afraid that something's terribly wrong with Audrey. She just told me the craziest story. I can't believe you're doing this to me, Arthur. It's for your own good. How? How can staying at this nut house for a few days be for my own good? It's not a nut house. It's a sanitarium. We both know what it is. Dr. Robbins thought it would be best if he and his staff could observe you here for a few days. You told him what I told you, didn't you? Well, well, I... Uh... Of course you did. Why else would I be here? Honey... So you think I'm nuts, too? No one thinks you're nuts, least of all me. Then why would you allow Dr. Robbins to put me here? Mark Robbins is one of my oldest friends. Head shrinker. He's a psychiatrist. One of the best in the state. But I'm not sick. And a few days of observation here will prove that. After we know that you're medically sound, we can go about solving your problem. <sighs> if you get this over with now, you'll be home for the holidays. Please, honey, I want to make sure you're all right. I'm fine. Please? Oh, okay. If it's that important to you... I'll go through with it. That's my girl. Look, I have to go see Mark and fill out yet more forms. I feel like I've already written War and Peace longhand. I'll be back as soon as I can. Okay. <sighs> well, I'm certainly not staying here. 
Not when I have such little time left. Three days? Mark Robbins is out of his mind. What's going on, nurse? One of the patients is missing, Dr. Robbins. Who? Mrs. Adams in room 17. Mrs. Adams? I went into her room to give her a dinner menu, and she was gone. She must be in the building. Alert security. I've already done that. Where could she possibly... Dr. Handy! Yes, sir. Where's your security pass? Oh, right, he... Hmm. I I don't know, sir. I had it clipped to my lab coat. I I I took the coat off for for just a minute, and... Now the past seems to have disappeared. I must have dropped it somewhere. You fool! Nurse, tell security to stop searching the building. Mrs. Adams is almost certainly outside by now. Call 911. Happy 1973. Your seven years are up. What is wrong with you? I, I can see it all now. The car, the accident, the trauma. Well, that's that then. Who knows if you'll ever come out of this coma or what you'll be like if you do. You're of no use to me now. All this work for nothing. I may as well cut my losses here. Goodbye, Mrs. Adams. I consider our arrangement null and void.
sir? Audrey, did you say something? Was that you? It was me. Are the holidays over? Uh, holidays? Christmas and, and New Year's. Darling, you've been in a coma for a while. It's February 8th. February? <laughs> yes, but you're going to be okay now that you're awake. Don't you worry. I have to go and get Dr. Robbins. I'll be right back. Then, I didn't imagine Smith's visit. February. I beat him. I beat the devil. special thanks to the voices of Steve Anderson as the narrator, Kim Giannopoulos as Audrey Adams, Jordan Reynolds as Mr. Smith, Daniel Wise as Arthur Adams, Michael Liebman as Wade Adams, Tanya Malevich as Aaron Adams, Glenn Higby as the principal, Tanya Malevich as the TV voice, Glenn Higby as the priest, Russell Gold as Dr. Mark Robbins, Diane Havens as the nurse, and Rish Outfield as Dr. Handy. Old Year's Day was written by Mike Murphy. Music for the series was composed and performed by William Kropchinsky. Please visit his website at www.pureshift.com. Your producer was Mike Murphy. Mixer, Roy Spearman. Script editor, Arlene Osborne. Webmaster, April Sadowski. And art director, Alexa Chipman. We would also like to thank Captain John Tatterzak of Misfits Audio for airing this show. Mike Murphy, the author of this story, gratefully acknowledges the continued help of Arlene Osborne in the betterment of his scripts. This production is for enjoyment purposes only. I'm your narrator, Steve Anderson. This is an original production by Misfits Audio, copyright 2011.